Hello! Guess what time it is? It's Silly Aunt Sissy time! And it's time for ukuleles! We got a colorful ukulele. Oh, we got a ukulele that we're gonna play. We're gonna entertain our kitty cats all day. We're gonna make your kitty cats laugh and smile and go, Hey, hey, hey! We got the kitty cat magic. We got the kitty cat magic. And we got the ukulele going, yeah, 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 yeah. All you need is love, all you need is love. Remember that all you need is love. Who's your favorite auntie, sissy? Me, me, me. I'm everybody's favorite auntie. So glad to be here today and make you smile and bring a giggle to your face because we all need to giggle more. And today we are going to read Mouse Soup. And, of course, our daily adventures in the little house in the big woods. So we start with mouse soup? Bees and the mud. Start with bees in the mud. Let's do this. A mouse sat under a tree. He was reading a book. A weasel jumped out and caught the mouse. The weasel took the mouse home. Ah, said the weasel, I am going to make mouse soup. Oh, said the mouse, I am going to be mouse soup. The weasel put the mouse in a cooking pot. Wait, said the mouse, the soup will not taste good. It has no stories in it. Mouse soup must be mixed with stories to make it taste really good and yummy. But I have no stories, said the weasel. I do, said the mouse. I can tell them now. All right, said the weasel. But I am hungry and very hungry. Here are four stories to put in the soup, said the mouse. Well, the first one is bees in the mud. A mouse was walking through the woods. A nest of bees fell from a tree. It landed on the top of his head. Bees, said the mouse, you will have to fly away. I do not want a nest of bees sitting on top of my head. But the bee said, we like your ears. We like your nose. We like your whiskers. Bzz, bzz, bzz. Oh, yes, this is a fine place for our nest. We'll never fly away. Bzz, bzz, bzz. The bee was upset. He did not know what to do. The buzzing of the bees, bzz, 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 was very loud. Bzz, 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 bzz. The mouse walked on and came to a muddy swamp. Bees, said the mouse, I have a nest like yours. It is my home. If you want to stay on my head, you will have to go home with me. Oh, yes, said the bees. Bzz, 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 bzz. We like your ears. We like your nose. We like your whiskers. We'll be glad to come home with you. Very well, said the mouse. Bzz, bzz, bzz. He stepped into the mud up to his knees. Here's my front door, said the mouse. Oh, yes, said the bees. Bzz, 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 bzz. The mouse stepped into the mud up to his waist. Here's my living room, said the mouse. Oh, yes, said the bees. The mouse stepped into the mud. Up to his chin. Here's my bedroom, said the mouse. Oh, yes, said the bees. Bzz, bzz, bzz. And now I will go to sleep, said the mouse. He ducked his head under the mud. Oh, no, said the bees. We like your front door. We like your living room. We like your bedroom. But no, 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 no. We do not like your bed. The bees jumped up into the air and flew away. The mouse went home to take a bath. And that is the very first story. Tomorrow, we'll read the second story, Two Large Stones, to find out what happens in mouse soup. 
Does the guy succeed? I don't know. But now on the little house in the big woods, a dance at grandma's. More adventures of Laura Ingalls. Monday morning, everybody got up early in a hurry to get started at grandpa's. Pa wanted to be there to help with the work of gathering and boiling the sap. Ma would help Grandma and the ants make good things to eat for all the people who were coming to dance. Breakfast was eaten and the dishes washed and the beds made by lamplight. Pa packed his fiddle carefully in his box and put it in the, the big sled that was already waiting at the gate. The air was cold and frosty and the light was gray when Laura and Mary and Ma with baby Carrie were tucked into snug and warm under the ro ropes on the straw in the bottom of the sled. The horses shook their heads and pranced, making their sleigh bells ring merrily, and away they went onto the road to the big woods to Grandpa's. The snow was damp and smooth in the road, so the sled slipped quickly over it, and the big trees seemed to be hurrying by on either side. After a while, there was sunshine in the woods, and they are sparkled. The long streaks of yellow light lay between the shadows of the tree trunks, and the snow was colored faintly pink. All the other shadows were thin and blue, and every little curve of snowdrifts, and every little truck in the snow had a shadow. Pa showed Laura the tracks of the wild creatures in the snow at the side of the road. The small leaping tracks of cottonwell rabbits, the teeny tracks of field mice, and the feathering tracks. Stitching tracks of snowbirds. There were larger tracks, like dog tracks, where, where foxes had run, and there were the tracks of deer that had bounded away into the woods. The air was growing warmer already, and Pa said that the snow wouldn't last long. It did not seem long until they were sweeping into the clearing at Grandpa's house, all the sleigh bells jingling. Grandma came to the door and stood there smiling, calling to them to come in. She said that Grandpa and Uncle George were already at work, out in the maple woods, so Pa went to help them. While well, Laura and Mary and Ma with baby Carrie in her arms went to Grandpa's house and took off their wraps. Laura loved Grandma's house. It was much longer than their house at home. It was much larger than their house at home. There was one great big room, and then there was a little room that belonged to Uncle George, and there was another room for the aunts, Aunt Alicia and Aunt Ruby, Aunt Dosha. And then there was the kitchen with big cook spaces. It was fun to run the whole length of the big room from the large fireplace at one end all the way to Grandpa's bed under the window in the other room. The floor was made of wide, thick slabs that Grandpa had hoed from the logs with his axe. The floor was smoothed all over and scrubbed clean and white, and the big bed under the window was soft with wet feathers. The day seemed very short while Laura and Mary played in the big room. And Ma helped Grandma and the aunts in the kitchen. The men had taken their dinners to the maple woods, so the dinner they did not set the table, but ate cold venison sandwiches and drank milk. But for supper, Grandma made hasty pudding. She stood by the stove, shifting the yellow cornmeal from her fingers into a kettle of boiling salted water. She stirred the water all the time, with a big wooden spoon and stitched it to the meal until the kettle was full of thick yellow bubbling mass. Then she set it on the back of the stove where it could cook slowly. It smelled good. Mm-mm. Good. 
The whole house smelled good with the sweet and spicy smells from the kitchen, the smell of the hickory hot logs burning with clear blight frames, and the smell of the clove apple bedside beside Grandma's mending basket on the table. The sunshine came through the sparkling window panes, and everything was large and spacious and clean. At supper time, Pa and Grandpa came from the woods. Each had on his shoulders a wooden yoke that Grandpa had made. It was cut to fit around their necks in the back and hauled out to fit over their shoulders. From each end hung a chain with a hook, and on each hook hung a big wooden bucket full of hot maple syrup. Yes, indeedy. Well, this is such a fun book to read. I like hearing this book. And we're going to read more. We're just, Silly Aunt Sissy just taking a moment to breathe. Yay, because that's what Silly Aunt Sissy does. She has to breathe. So, we'll read a couple more pages. Pa and Grandpa had bought the syrup from the big kettle in the woods. They settled the buckets with their hands, but the weight hung from the yokes on their shoulders. Grandpa made from a huge brass kettle on the stove. Pa and Grandpa poured the syrup into the brass kettle, and it was so large that it had all the syrup from the four big buckets. Then Uncle George came along with the smallest bucket of syrup, and everyone ate the hot, hasty pudding with maple syrup for supper. Uncle George was home from the army. He wore his blue army coat with the brass buttons, and he had bold, merry blue eyes. He was big and bold, and he walked with a swagger. You know what a swagger is? A swagger is like when you just walk with attitude. You know what attitude is? Attitude is just like, you're just like bouncing around, you're swaying back and forth. Yeah, because you think you're good and great and you're brave and strong. That's what swagger is, when you're brave and strong, just showing the world that you, you can do it. Laura looked at him all the time. That means you have confidence. Laura looked at him all the time she was eating her hasty pudding because she had heard Pa say to Ma that he was wild. George is wild since he came back from the war, Pa said, shaking his hand as if he were sorry, but it couldn't be helped. Uncle George had run away to be a drummer boy in the army when he was 14 years old. Laura had never seen a wild man before. She did not know whether she was afraid of Uncle George or not. When supper was over, Uncle George went outside the door and blew his army bugle long and loud. It made a long, ringing, lovely ringing sound far away through the big woods. The woods were dark and silent, and the trees stood still as though they were listening. Then from very far away, the sound came back, thin and clear and small, like a little bugle answering the big one. Listen, Uncle George said. Isn't that pretty? Laura looked at him, but she did not say anything, and when Uncle George stopped blowing the bugle, she ran into the house. Ma and Grandpa, Grandma cleared away the dishes and washed them and swept the hearth. While Aunt Alicia and Aunt Ruby made themselves pretty in their bedroom, Laura sat on the bed and watched them comb out their long hair and part it carefully, then parted it from their foreheads to the nape of their necks. They braided their back hair in long braids, and then they did the braids up carefully in big knots. They had washed their hands and faces and scrubbed them well with soap at the wash basin on a basin in the kitchen. 
They had used some store soap, not the slimy, soft, dark brown soap that Grandma made, and kept in a big jar just for common every day. They, they fussed for a long time with their front hair, holding up the lamp and looking at their hair in the little looking glass. They brushed it so smooth on each side of the stove, that straight white part that is shown like silk in this lamplight. The little puff on each side shone too, and the ends were coiled and twisted neatly under the black knot in the back. Then they piled up their beautiful white stockings that they had knit of fine cotton, and they buttoned up their best shoes. They helped each other with their corsets. Aunt Doria pulled out, pulled as hard as she could in Aunt Ruby's corset strings. And then Aunt Doria hung on to the foot of the bed while Aunt Ruby pulled on hers. Oh my. Pull, Ruby, pull, Aunt Doria said, Dosha said, breathing less. Pull harder. Aunt Dosia said, breathing breathless. Pull harder. So Aunt Ruby braced her feet and pulled harder. Aunt Dosia kept measuring her waist with her hands. At last she gasped, I guess that's the best you can do. She said, Caroline says Charles could spin her waist with his hands when they were married. Caroline was Laura's ma, and when she heard this, Laura felt proud. Then Aunt Ruby and Aunt Dosia put on their flannel petticoats and their plain petticoats and their stiff starched white petticoats with knitted lace all around them. And they put on their beautiful dresses. Aunt Josia's dress was was a was a nice was extra nice. It was indeed extra nice. And um it was a sprinkled paint with figs of red flowers and green leaves thick upon it. The basque was buttoned down the front with black buttons that looked so exactly like juicy big blackberries that Laura wanted to taste them. Aunt Ruby's dress was wine-colored calico. It buttoned with red-colored but buttons, and every button had a little ca castle and tree carved on it. Aunt Lucia's pretty white collar was fastened in front with a large red cameo pin, which had a lady's head on it. But Aunt Ruby pinned her collar with the red nose, red rose made of sealing wax. She had made it herself on the on the head of her darning needle, which had a broken eye so it couldn't be used as a needle anymore. They looked lovely, sailing over the floor so smoothly with their large rounded skins, their little waists so slender and beautiful, and their cheeks were red and their eyes bright under the wings of the shining sleek hair. Ma was beautiful too in her dark green Delaying with the little leaves that looked like strawberries scattered around. The skirt was ruffled and flawed, flounced and draped and trimmed, and nesting at their throat was a gold pin. The pin was flat, as long as wide as Laura's two biggest fingers, and was carved all over and scalloped at the edges. Ma looked so rich and fine that Laura was afraid to touch her. And now, and now, people had begun to come. They were coming on foot through the snowy woods, and wagons and sleigh bells were jingling all the time. The big room filled with tall boots and swishing skirts, and ever so many babies were lying in rows on Grandma's bed. Uncle James and Aunt Libby had come with their little girl, whose name was Laura Ingalls, too. 
The two Lores leaned on the bed and looked at the babies, and the other Laura and her baby was prettier, said that her baby was prettier than baby Kara. She is not either, Laura said. Carrie's the prettiest baby in the whole world. No, she isn't, the other Laura said. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. No, she isn't. Ma came sailing over in her fine delay and said severely, Laura. So neither Laura said anything more. Uncle George was blowing his bugle. It made a loud ringing sound in the big room, and Uncle George joked and laughed and danced. They all danced and had fun. Then Pa took his fiddle out of his box and began to play, and all the couples stood in squares on the floor and began to dance when Pa called the figures. Grand right and left. This is called square dancing. Grand right and left, Pa out. Pa called out, and all the skirts began to swell, and all the boots began to stomp. The circles went round and round, all the skirts going one way, and all the boots on the other way, and hands clasping and pounding, parting high in the sky. Swing your partners round, Pa called, and each gent bowed to the lady on the left. They all did as Pa said. Laura watched Ma's skirt swing and her little waist bending and her dark head bowing, and she thought Ma was the prettiest lady in the world. The fiddle was singing. Oh, you buffalo gals, aren't you coming out tonight? Aren't you coming out tonight? Aren't you coming out tonight? Oh, you buffalo gals, aren't you coming out tonight? To dance by the light of the moonlight. That's not a fiddle, but it's good enough. And when Auntie Sissy was little... She used to take square dancing classes. Can you believe it? I was in school and they said, Dosti do and bow to your partner, go to the left and to the right. And it was so much fun. Square dancing is awesome. You should try it. That's what we did in PE class because I was in Oregon. And that's what we did in Oregon. The little circles and the big circles went round and round and the skirts swirled and the boots stomped and partnered bowed and separated and met and bowed again and in the kitchen grandma was all by herself stirring the boiling syrup. She stirred in time to the music. By the back door was a pail of clean snow and sometimes grandma took a spoonful of syrup from the kettle and poured it on some of the snow in a saucer. Laura watched the dancers again. Pa was playing the Irish washerman now. He called... Dosey, ladies, dosey, doe, come down heavy on your heel and toe. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to end it here, and we're going to continue with the square dance party next time we talk. All right, guys, I hope you had fun hearing Little House in the Big Woods and story time with Auntie Sissy. It's almost over today. So I'm going to say good night and good day and good morning and good afternoon. And I will talk to you very soon. And remember, every day is an adventure. So go adventuring!